Hi, Dr. Franchelle Hamilton, and you're listening to Your Health Transformed, founder of NeuroSwitch Weight Loss. And I am super excited as a bariatric surgeon to bring this series to you, The Bariatric Journey, where I talk to several bariatric patients and we discuss the down and dirty of their journey and what they're going through and kind of get rid of all the myths about bariatric and bariatric surgery. So we talk about the good and the bad in hopes to educate those who are going through this journey or considering it. Uh, This is not an easy journey. It's not what you see on TV and it's not the easy way out. So I'm excited to introduce you to the bariatric journey. Hi, and welcome back to Your Health Transformed. I am your host, Dr. Hamilton, and I am excited for our series that we are starting. We are starting the Bariatric Journey series, and it was very important for me to do the series to kind of highlight what it's like to go through bariatric surgery, um, the surgery journey. As a bariatric surgeon, oftentimes you guys hear me talk about what to do after surgery or during surgery, but I'm really excited with this series because we get to talk to actual patients and get their journey and their input, and they and they are passionate about helping others kind of go through this journey. So I'm really excited for our first guest in the series, Kylie Hansen. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I'm really excited to have you here and to talk about like what it's really like to go through bariatric surgery. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to share my journey. And if that means helping others, then it's absolutely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much. So I guess the, one of the questions that I get a lot and people in general want to know what made you decide to go the bariatric surgery route? And you can tell me kind of maybe a little bit about what led you to that point, perhaps. Sure. So I come from a family uh, of obesity. Um, Everybody in my family, uh, we were raised around food and we were raised around always looking for the most convenient options and the super good home cooked type meals. That was just how my brother and I were raised. My mom actually had bariatric surgery when I was very young. Um, She did have a lot of complications. And um, as my brother and I grew up, My mom very healthily introduced the idea to us about bariatric surgery. She, of course, let us decide if that was something we wanted to do. Um, And my brother had it first. um, And then a few months after that, I went ahead and had my bariatric procedure. So um, honestly, it kind of came to me as just an idea planted into my head. And I took that idea and I ran with it. I really didn't know at the time I was about, I was 19 years old when I had my surgery. So I didn't do probably as much research as I should have, although my mom did. So she knew that this was something that I could very well be successful with. Um, and, and so we did, we found our surgeon in California. We loved him. We my dad eventually had the surgery as well. Wow. So we're just a family that has all had bariatric surgery. We all leaned on each other for support. We've all been successful with that, but it really just started out as like a seed that was planted into my head. Um, and I liked the idea of living a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. You know, that's really interesting. You say that because you just said your mom had several complications. And Mm -hmm. so 
people always look at surgery and surgery can be scary and surgery can have complications. But even after your mom had complications, she still positively recommended it to you. So this must mean that would you, and I asked, I've asked patients who've had complications because some people who are unaware say, oh, you've had complications. I'm never gonna, you know, I have asked my own patients, if you had a, after these complications, would you do it again? And most of them say yes. So it's, it's interesting how that your mom, despite her complications, still kind of recommended it to you. So that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you have to ask yourself too, um, you know, what, what risk is worth taking staying yeah. morbidly obese for the rest of your life, which also has its own risks yeah. or, you know, taking a risk that, you know, might not be as, you know, deadly as bariatric surgery and being obese. And you kind of have to pick and choose your poison yeah. at that point. Right. And yeah. so take the risks and live a healthy life or stay obese and not even you know, have the opportunity to live that healthy life. And yeah. so her complications, um, and she still has complications to this day, but she has worked with doctors. They figured out where the complication came from and, and it wasn't the surgery necessarily. It was more so how her body responded and other things like that. And I think because of that, she was still comfortable recommending the surgery to my brother and I, knowing that her complications stemmed from her own body versus the surgery itself. Correct. Good. And I'm, I'm glad you made that point. So you decided to, uh, to do the surgery. Which surgery did you decide to do? I did the vertical sleeve gastrectomy. And why would you say, did you choose that one? Was there a reason or was that? Honestly, yeah. My, my insurance covered it. <laughs> um, that truly was the only reason wow, because okay. the R&Y was not covered completely. Really? No. And That's a whole other topic, insurance yes, coverage. It I is. could talk about that all day. That's so Yes. Yes. Oh, and uh, so because I was 19 years old and because obviously I wasn't financially stable at the time, whatever my insurance covered is what I wanted to try. <laughs> and so I was like, great, I don't care. Let's do it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. No, that's another like coverage for this in general is a battle that we are still fighting, which is another reason I'm, I want to kind of highlight some of this in the use of this. This could literally save people's lives, yet we're still battling, you know, with coverage right. for this. But anyway, so that's good to know. Okay, so you got the surgery and then kind of tell me what happened after that. You had said you were kind of young, you didn't read much about it. So tell me some of the early stuff that you kind of went through and how you dealt with it. And Sure. So I honestly, I followed my bariatric surgeon's guidelines to a T. Like okay. if he told me not to eat something, I didn't eat it. If he told me to eat it, I ate it. And so I also wasn't on social media at the time, very much anyways, to where I didn't have a lot of influence from a lot of other people. Um, I didn't share much of my bariatric journey at first. I was open to telling people, but I wasn't sharing it like I do now. Yeah. So I didn't really get the temptations that, you know, like, well, she's drinking coffee at m one month post-op. So I think it's okay for me to have the coffee. I didn't have that. That's so funny. I do think that that was kind of a blessing to not be on social media so much um, because it really helped me to really stay the course and follow everything that my dietary surgical team told me to follow. Yeah. Um, I will say though, that once the weight started coming off and I saw how rapid it came off, it was a, uh, it, it gave me momentum to keep going. And I eventually landed in that all or nothing mentality because I thought that you did have to have this all or nothing mentality and be super extreme in order 
order to be successful. Mm-hmm. And, and so I did, I became a gym junkie. Um, that was my priority was getting to the gym, getting my workout done, eating very, uh, restrictively drinking a gallon of water, taking the supplements and all the things. And I felt like I had to do those things yeah. in order to keep my weight off. Um, I became a, a cardio queen as well. I loved running. Um, and I still do. It's, it's more of a release for me than it is now about the weight loss. But um, it, it was looking back, it, it makes me almost sad for who I used to be post-op only because I thought there was there was just one way to success and and that way was very exhausting were you did you work out and then I'm gonna highlight some nuggets you said did you work out before surgery at all not no not consistently okay okay Okay. so some things that you said I think were very important one I love the fact that you stayed away from social media I think that helps I've had patients Um, because of outside influence, almost like divert, you know what I'm saying? Go, go the way they did not want to go because of that. So I I think that's really important that you did do those things initially. And I think, um, I'm glad you kind of positively highlighted that because everything out there is not good. Um, Mm -hmm. and it, and it may not be helpful. And so, um, I think that was good. The other thing that I like that you highlighted is the almost the extreme that you went initially um, right. because you I, a lot of my patients they don't want to regain and so they almost get into this extreme mentality so to speak that they're so fearful of regaining they actually don't almost like live you know what I'm saying they yeah. live by their their protein shake in the morning you know they have almost this like routine protein shake yeah. in the morning. And then they need to get like their small snack of protein and then they have a lunch, you know what I'm saying? And it's almost like very regimented. And it's then a, you're right. It revolves around yes. their, their, yes. their journey now Correct. instead of the other way around. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and the working out, I'll have patients that are like, I'm going to start working out five days a week, 30, 40 minutes, five to six days a week. And my first question, when people say that, I'm like, is that something that you can do long-term? Like, is that the way you can live long-term? If you can't live like that long-term, and and this is coming from their bariatric surgeon. I'm like, I don't want you to do that. What's realistic for you? They may say, well, maybe two or three days. I'm like, then do that. Because what ends up happening is once you stop, like you do this almost this extreme you know, probably for the first year, a lot of people do it for the first year. And then year two and three, they're, you're tired, you're exhausted. And it goes from like zero to, you're like, I'm all in. And then you're just like, man, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. So most, a lot of people that I've seen completely stop working out and almost like just cause they can't, they weren't, they just, they can't maintain that life happens. They work, they have families, they have, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And then that's when problems start happening. So how did you, for one, recognize this almost like extremeness? And then how did you break free from that? So I, I feel like I was extreme for quite some time. I started actually taking some fat burners um, because I felt like I was not in control with my nutrition choices. I always felt like a slave to food yeah. after my bariatric procedure. And so taking the fat burners actually were, uh, they also aid 
they were an aid for appetite suppressants. And so when I took those, I didn't feel hunger and that I was proud of that. I was like, well, if I don't ever feel hungry, then I don't have anything to be scared about. Right. And, and so I was terrified, like you said, of regain. And so I just thought, well, if I'm not ever hungry, I'm never going to regain. Um, and so I got to a point where I said, okay, I need help because I stopped, I tried to stop taking those fat burners and I almost felt like my confidence in myself, it, I didn't yes. have any of those things. I didn't trust myself. I didn't have confidence in myself without those fat burners helping me to not feel that hunger. So I actually seeked a therapist and I, I went to therapy and she helped me to really understand my thoughts and the whys behind why I was doing certain things. Um, and, and she helped kind of build my confidence up without those fat burner aids. Um, and so that I could have that trust in myself to be successful without certain things. I didn't have to be so extreme. Yeah. Um, and so I did, I went to therapy and I'm 100% an advocate for that because I, it, it really helps to, to talk to someone else, um, like from an outside perspective and get my thoughts out of my head and help me figure out what it is that I need to do in order to get myself out of this toxic mentality that yeah, I am. Correct. No, yeah. I, I love that. And obviously see behind me transformation is a mindset that stemmed from my patients because that the mental component of this is so huge and unfortunately and i'm i at one point am um i'm guilty of this i felt like i didn't equip my patients enough to go through this bariatric journey as as their bariatric surgeon and even with, you know, everybody has to take a psychology eval before surgery. It yeah. just asks basic questions. It really, it just almost a checkbox to get you to surgery. Mm -hmm. It doesn't deal with a lot of the stuff people go through after relationship with food. Like, for example, like the relationship with food pre and post bariatric surgery is real. I've had patients who, um, you know, we, we say it's the last dinner, you know, before you have to go on that two week or whatever your, your yeah. surgeon prescribed liquid diet. I mean, it's can be traumatizing for some of my patients in there. So they just have this huge, you know what I'm saying? Meal because then I'm like, well, last dinner, my friend, because it's two <laughs> weeks and then, you know, right. The food completely changes after bariatric. It completely changes. And if people went to food for comfort because they were raised that way or it was like an emotional support. It can be very difficult to break from that after bariatric surgery. Bariatric surgery does not fix emotional ties, relationships, and 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 and, and people don't realize. People think that it's interesting you say that. People think that after bariatric surgery, because they lose the weight, they automatically have self confidence. And, right. and this is not true at all. There's uh, so many other factors coming yep. into play. I love the fact that you got therapy and were able to kind of rearrange that relationship because technically after your sleeve, you know, there's hormones in your stomach. So after a sleeve, we remove those hormones. A lot of those hunger hormones go away. So you were probably eating way less than you were before bariatric surgery, but still felt it may be too much. And we're taking those pills. I mean, what are you, what are you thinking on that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I always say bariatric surgery is, is stomach surgery. It's not brain surgery. Yeah. Right. And so I love that you said, um, 
you know, after surgery, people just think that you build all this confidence and it, it, you don't. I actually almost feel like in my case, it was the opposite. I felt like I had lower confidence after my bariatric surgery and after I lost the weight for so many different reasons. Um, but as far as like the eating goes, absolutely. Um, you do, you eat a lot less yeah. um, than before your surgery. And it is scary because you do, you always question yourself. Am I eating too much? Yeah. When, when should I stop? You know, like so many things. It's almost like you have a surgery and then you're kind of thrown to the wolves and you're yeah. like, figure it out. And it's like, okay. It's, and so it's, it's terrifying because yeah. nobody goes into bariatric surgery expecting to fail. Right. right? But when you don't know very much and how to appropriately approach food and have a strong mindset and what am I supposed yeah. to be thinking? How am I supposed to be doing this? It's the, one of the scariest things because you just don't know yeah. Yeah. How, how to move forward. You don't. And, and, and to be honest, you're not taught that in your bariatric, in the bariatric surgery practice, like surgeons in the bariatric surgery practice, you do it. You have nutritionists, right? You have, you may have a psychologist, you have people to support almost like the pre-op journey. Yeah. And you learn about carbs and low carbs. And, you know, after surgery, you go for your follow-up and you're like, how do your incisions look? You know, we may treat some nausea, high protein. That's all you're told. You need to make sure you get a lot of protein in and, and your vitamins and take your vitamin supplement, right? Yep. Yep. Um, but that's, people don't, and, and, and we don't talk about all the different things that can go after bariatric surgery. You are super lucky in the sense you had a family, you had so much family support. There is yep. not a lot of people who go through this journey who have that, that type of support. They've all, they all did it. You guys were all able to kind of lean on each other. That's super helpful because it becomes even more difficult when you have a spouse who doesn't understand or a family member, you know what I'm saying? So I think that was, that was really helpful to you and you can tell me your opinion on that, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. I am forever grateful uh, for my mom, especially because Mm -hmm. she, she knew the hard work that it, it took, uh, you know, for her to be successful with her surgery. Um, I will say I'm the only one who has struggled the most with the mental part of bariatric surgery. I feel like everybody else in my family has kind of done okay in that area, or at least with what they've shared. Um, but having their support, I, I don't think I could have been as successful without that support. And I do know that there are people out there who don't have that support. I was in a long, a long-term relationship at the time. Um, and, and he was not supportive. Mm-hmm. And and so that was very difficult for me yeah. when I was asked from my boyfriend at the time, I need you to stop losing weight now. And I wasn't yeah. even two months post-op. Yeah. And at that point, you can't. You can't stop yeah. losing weight. And so I, um, as, as I did kind of start to see how things were changing and the insecurities in our relationship were growing, exactly. I, I had to leave. I said, yeah. I, can't, I can't do this because I didn't have this surgery to fail. So if you're not going to support me in this, then I have to walk. And, and I walked and I am so happy that I did. And I wish, you know, more people would understand. And and one thing that I will say too, is I don't always think that it's the weight loss that drives marriages apart or the relationship apart. I think there are deeper insecurities and and the weight loss only brings those issues to the surface and then they blame it on the weight loss, but it was other things that just, you know, and that was it for us too. Yeah, I 100% agree because it's, it's interesting you bring that up because 
I now tell my patients as part of the post-op complications is divorce. Mm-hmm. Like the divorce rate, I, we went back and calculated in my office, it was 70% after bariatric surgery. And I was curious to act like, I'm like, why? And I asked some of my, I had couples who both had it, who are now divorced. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, most of my patients are like, we're like friends. We're not, we're not doctor patients. And so I'm like, what is going on? I just usually ask them like, what is going on? Like, and, and, and they'll say, you're right. You're exactly right. They blame it on the weight. It's not the weight. It's got it. There's other stuff, but they like, after she lost weight, she just changed. That was, that's the common like theme. And yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm just curious, but it's interesting. You mentioned insecurities because at two months post-op, you weren't even in normal BMI range yet. You know right. what I'm saying? At yeah. two months. So for him to be like, stop losing weight, you're, you're not even halfway through where you, you know what I'm saying? Where you're going to be. And so it's just very interesting where it's just like, and and there's been several patients, families, they get that from families. Oh, you're getting too thin. You're getting, you know, and in their head and they're only, you're right. Like early post-op. And I'm like, well, you got a good 12 to 18 months to be losing weight. So, but then I've had people who stall or who end up going backwards because then they start, I'm losing too much weight because it gets in their head, you know? And I'm glad you had the strength to be like, I'm not dealing with his insecurity. This is my, this is my journey. I'm claiming it as my own. If he doesn't want to go on this with me, then it's, you know, time to move on. And so I'm really glad you had the strength to do that. Yes. Well, and I think bariatric patients and, and speaking for myself, you know, through our journey, we're supposed to be growing. We're evolving yes. into a healthier version of ourselves. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes we do change. Um, I'm I'm more now of a confident person. I, I do feel like I'm more outspoken and I'm more, you know, confident in myself. And so, yes, I have changed. And if the person that I'm dating or married to doesn't want to evolve with me, right. I'm not going to let someone hold me back. Yeah. Heck yeah. no. Yeah. And it's usually a, like you said, it's usually an evolution for better. It's usually yes. not, you know, and it's usually not a negative thing. And right. it's, it's almost like anybody going through a, a journey, right? Like, like whether it's, they're trying to give up alcohol, they're trying to give up whatever it is that it's usually yeah. an evolution to be better than what yep. they were before. And right. some people it's very difficult for, to kind of go along with that. So I'm really, I'm really happy for you. so much for listening to this episode. I hope you download or subscribed if you liked what you were listening to. And I hope we were able to help transform your health journey wherever you may be in that road. Thank you for listening. And until next time, don't just reroute your stomach, rewire your brain.